0: The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence and this is an Etherious Podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks, Body Mind Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio.
1: Richard. Darren. So we're back. Yes. So one of the things um, that I think a lot of people talk about is this idea of raising consciousness, you know, individually, collectively. Sure. Um, but what does it actually mean? I think that's my, that's my mm. question today because, you know, you can kind of get the impression that it's kind of this like vague thing and what I don't like about that it gives the impression that spirituality is somehow sort of nebulous and woolly you know whereas mm. on, on the other hand is actually very precise um, mm-hmm. the things you know the experience can be described technically and um, the things that we talk about can be known through experience mm-hmm. which I think is also important so yeah. you know consciousness and the discussion of it should really form within that realm I Agreed. agree I agree and I would love to you know I'd love to explore that a, a little bit more with you um, so one of the first things you know, that comes to mind when I think about this, if people are talking about raising consciousness, it kind of makes me think about, well, number one, what is consciousness, I suppose, and what is a high state of consciousness? Where, what, what are we talking about going to?
0: Yes, indeed. So I, I think we should be uh, pleased to note, although I'm not really celebrating this, but it's obviously a good thing, Okay. that uh, <laughs> it was a, a workshop. I think it was in September of this year oh, yeah. in New York um, at a Marist college, and it was based on what they call panpsychism, which essentially means that consciousness is a fundamental aspect of reality like mass or electrical charge.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And these are scholars. Uh, they I believe, philosophers. That was their claim,
1: was it, at this conference?
0: That's what they're looking mm. at. And mm. some of them are, are believing that. And they think it's a very revolutionary thought, I gather. <laughs> And they, some of them are um, scholars, some are uh, philosophers, some are scientists. Um, so th- that's that's being looked at. One of the things they're starting to consider is that consciousness or mind mm. existed before, exists before the brain. That uh-huh. so the brain isn't a source, but it's there, and the brain is picking it up. Now, this has been known. <laughs> by yogis and brilliantly described I must say by Dr George K. Yeah, but also yeah, by yeah. Swami Sivananda yeah, yeah. And, and many many others mm. for thousands of years actually it's not a new idea but it's nice to see them sort of getting there and mm. uh, in terms of being taken seriously I don't sure. know how important this particular just came my way it was published in the Scientific American mm-hmm. somebody sent it to me the other day actually so I didn't know you were going to bring this <laughs> up but that's, that's very good um, so I think we, we We start from the point that consciousness is there and that, you know, we are part... Mind comes first. Everything has mind. Mind exists. And in that, uh, we have thoughts. So uh, we can sensitise ourselves to different types of thought Mm -hmm. and our actions have a big, big effect on it. Now, when it comes to... You mentioned raising your consciousness. And I've talked often because um, it's one of my favourite quotes about transmuting the mental energies upon oh, the yeah. plane of, of inspiration <laughs> mm. called high intuition, which is raising thoughts, of course. yes, yeah, yeah. The, the, we're given three keys by Mars, sector six, in the fourth freedom mm-hmm. as to how we actually do that. Uh, he's gone through, already gone through concentration and contemplation and, and various things we can do along the way. But at this point, when we're ready to transmute these mental energies, there are three things that he picks out One, strict control, and if we took that far enough, that would be control over ourselves, not over anybody else. Sure, 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 yeah. Uh, Of of all our impulses, uh, they would be completely controlled by ourselves, so that's one thing we need to do. Um, The other, of course, is the manipulation of karma, our own karma, through service. That's the second thing he picks out. And the third one is actually one of my favourites, and it's three words, and it's... And so on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. brilliantly phrased. Yeah. Uh, it may sound odd to people, but I uh, have a look at it. It's in the fourth freedom. It's mm-hmm. there, and because it's everything else. There's so many things we have to do in life, and that's the important thing. Do we have to do them? Mm. Uh, but if that we do, and we have to do all. You know, you, you can. You know what? We have, we have to clean the house, and we have to go <laughs> sure. to work, and we have to etc. Um, and all of those things that we have to do the washing up, cook the dinner, et cetera, all the obligations that we have, all the requirements, going to the dentist, et cetera, you can't call them service. Yeah. They should help us in our service. Sure. They might be essential to us being able to serve, but they aren't strictly service. Uh, obligations in terms of our, of our commitments in our lives to whatever dependence we have and so on. All of those things um they aren 't technically strict control, which is over ourselves they sure. you know they again strict control is going to help but what they it'll help it 'll more than help it's going to help <laughs> us to do them is what I meant mm. there, but they 're all summed up in and so on, yeah. and I think that 's brilliant because it 's saying yes you 've got to do these things mm-hmm. but they 're not worth mentioning, yeah. They're in that that bucket. So that is really a trigger. And in these days, uh, in these days, in the old days, you'd have been told to raise your consciousness, you have to meditate. Mm -hmm. You have to do a lot of spiritual practices. You have to spend hours on your own doing this discipline, that discipline. Uh, you, You might need to do some Hatha yoga. You might, you know, that would be the old path. Now, some of those things you still need to do, by the way, and they will help. But you can do it while you're serving. Yeah. You can do it while you're driving a car. Because if you're driving the car for a good reason, which is beneficial to others, then you are serving. Now, in the terms of the manipulation of your karma, and this is related to consciousness, mm-hmm. but people just won't think it is, but it really, really is. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it while you're... you're, you're um, you know, it, for, for, a, for a big reason, for a really big reason, like you're driving a car to get someone to a peace talk, which results in a peace yeah, which saves, example. you know, yeah. etc., or you're driving an ambulance uh, to get, uh, you know, somebody to central care and you, you, you perhaps finished your Ross, Ross rotor, but you're going to stay on and do that in your own time if necessary. That's an act of real service then... Um, for no gain for yourself at all, just because you want to serve and help. And I've certainly encountered that myself in the NHS, and I'm sure others have, and in all kinds of fields of work where people do more than they're actually required to do, rather than some people doing less than they're required to do. All those things, though, will help to raise your consciousness. And the morality of, it seems to me, many of the world, the major world religions, is all personal, personal. It's your conduct, your dealings with people in your life, family members, your local community maybe at most, but actually those things might well be necessary and worthy and essential. Uh, But now, though, far more important... In the moral scope, even is global service, and people people don't even think. Oh, I'm not. You know, if you that they think that's an optional extra, and if you do, that's great. But my moral obligations are this, 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 Mm -hmm, this, mm -hmm, this. mm -hmm. Actually, once you get a global global um, consciousness, you'll perform global service. And once you perform global service you'll get more of a global
1: consciousness. Hmm. I love the, yeah, the, the virtuous, work, the virtuous way cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And if you have a cosmic aspect to your service, you'll get a more a more cosmic consciousness. I'm not going to say you'll enter cosmic consciousness yet, but that's there to be entered.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we should remember mm. that, that is there. The, um, the one thing I wanted to take us back to is what you were talking about... Um, uh, you know how these things raise our consciousness. So, what is what is like technically happening? I mean, how does it raise our thought? How does it raise our consciousness and produces virtuous cycle that you're describing?
0: Because you you are releasing yourself when you're focused on the welfare of others. Yeah. Um, you have to draw on, and this is, I think, why the first four freedoms in the nine freedoms all go very much together. Mm-hmm. You need some bravery to do it. Yeah. Uh, because you know you might. Have fear of aloneness. You might have fear of ridicule. You might have all kinds of fear—fear that you won't make enough money if you serve—and so you've got to overcome. You've got to have bravery, but you've got to have love. Love is the motivating force of service. Yeah. When you serve, you draw on the energy of love. Now, the energy of love is not an emotion at its highest level; it's a force, Mm -hmm. and it will bring about a raise of consciousness. When you pray uh, for others, you're doing it to help others. You must draw, particularly if you pray in the way Dr George King taught, which is through the heart centre as well as the palm of the hands, you must draw energy upwards towards the heart centre. That's not your main purpose. You're trying to actually draw white light through and out and through the heart centre. But, in fact, you must also, because you're focused on that centre... Draw energy within you upwards and a rise of consciousness can be measured in the state of your psychic centers, the well, state of so, yeah. your chakras, yes, okay. how active they are. know, the lower centers, which is the base center, the sex center, and the, you might say the solar plexus center, those three, yeah. they aren't bad they're just misused and overused compared to the other Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. centres. And sometimes in some mystical writings, you almost get the feeling there's something wrong with them. You want to just leave them alone. No, you want to use all the centres, depending what you're requiring to do. It's one thing I have learnt, and uh, I was talking to somebody, I was talking to um, actually my colleague Brian Kniep, who runs the Ethereum Society as secretary in America, yeah. about this very point. Once you enter a somatic state, you have, you're not permanently in it. Mm. You, 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 you're in it while it lasts, and then you come out of it. And the reason you come out of it, and this is the great lesson of the Nine Freedoms and the Twelve Blessings, is to serve. And so you don't have, in a way, you might call it the baggage of being required to be... Um, Or in that state. In that enlightened, somatic state. You you couldn't function if you were. Mm -hmm. So there's no pretense about it. Whereas I do think, prior to the teachings of the nine freedoms and others, there was a certain obligation, and it was a weight on the shoulders, I feel, of some of the gurus of old that they went round thinking, oh, I've got to be the enlightened one. I, you know, and they did it for others, really, their followers. I must be a peaceful, blissful, all-knowing... There was Keep one yogi who okay, said, yes. yogi knows all. Yes, yeah. well, yogi knows all when they're in that state. When they're not in that state, they don't know all. Mm-hmm. Um, they can know all because they're that advanced if they choose to enter samadhi again to find it out. They will be closer to their 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 high intuition, even in their daily life. But they're not walking around in that state. And because of one reason, service. Service is a tremendous liberator. It uh, it liberates you from all sorts of phony obligations. (laughs) You can be yourself. Absolutely, because you've got a jolly good reason to do it, which is, this is the best way I can help some other people. As Dr King once said, you know, if he only talked about what he really wanted to talk about in terms of metaphysics, hardly anybody would be there. So he had to talk about other things, and he did it brilliantly. It wasn't what he chose, or would have chosen for his own delectation, but he did it because it helped others and brought people more onto the spiritual path
1: yeah and just to connect some dots there so basically mm. we're saying if we go right back to the beginning mind is something that exists outside of the yeah, brain thank and you. I'm
0: so you are a great <laughs> line dot connector, So we, we do need on the Spiritual Freedom Show.
1: So well, you put the dots there and I'm just the yeah, But they're really good dots. So, basically, mind exists outside the brain that we're drawing on this mind energy outside of ourselves. And to your point just now, it's, it's the the chakras, particularly the higher ones, working, yeah. you know, being activated and, and, and sort of working in the correct way that draws this these higher aspects of mind. I mean, let's, let's yeah. give a precise and technical answer to your
0: question. Mm. I mean, we are told that uh, and we're told this in the wonderful transmission by Mars sector 6 called meditation for this age that uh, physical man sees through the eyes this is my paraphrase of it yeah, sure. and sees the reflection uh, advanced i think it's advanced man or metaphysical man what yeah. some phrase like that sure. sees not through the not the refl- sees through the eye mm-hmm. not through the eyes but the eye and sees not the reflection but the life mm-hmm. But the master sees not through the eyes of the eye, but through the Bar- Brahmic principle. And mm-hmm. the Brahmic principle is the crown center. And there are other trans- there's another particular transmission by a cosmic master saying that the answer is to see and hear through the main principle, Meaning that which that is again be- the crown center. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you can do that with a full rise of kundalini to it is another matter. Mm -hmm. But that's where the answer lies. And I'm absolutely 101% sure (laughs) that that is actually true. And it's also extremely encouraging because I don't believe they would give teachings like that that. if they weren't attainable at some point. Totally. So it is all about the consciousness is all about the activation of chakras. And it's a very strange thing, you know, that a person could be in a meditative state and quite a high one, not, mm-hmm. not the ultimate one probably, but a very high one and an extremely blissful one and not be listening to their higher promptings. Because even in that state, they could be attached I see. to the paraphernalia of the teaching that led them there. Mm hmm which might be yogic principle even, as great as that is. And by the way, if you're going to have an attachment to anything, how great yeah, is that? Yeah, it's not that, but yeah. But even okay. that can be an attachment.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: And they might be being called to leave that state. But that goes against all their beliefs. They, that's not what they think they're
1: there for. Yeah, interesting and example. They, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, attached yeah.
0: to that. So even at that level, mm. you could be in a lower state of consciousness... And nearer to your higher self. Well, yeah. So there's Strange. that too. Yeah. 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 That's you. You choose. It's when you can choose. You know, the the, the ascended master or the person who is almost ascended, should we say, but extremely advanced, is choosing their level of consciousness depending on what they know is required.
1: Mm. Yeah. So. But that is going to another level, (laughs) because I mean, I suppose in that way, I mean, they have total mastery over the chakras at that point, and you know. At that point, they do. But even at a lower point, you look Mm. at the fourth freedom.
0: This strict control, Mm. manipulate your karma. Strict control is about control over the basic senses and and, uh, desires and all that, but it's also control over higher impulses. Yeah. Okay. You know, when we finally enter a state which is even approaching cosmic consciousness, we're going beyond mind. Mm. And to do that, you have to detach even from superconscious abilities. Because even superconscious abilities, and you might well say I'm not qualified to say this and I wouldn't blame you, (laughs) but even superconscious abilities are limited to that degree. Mm. That even they can't do or can't reach the i am mm. they can take you there they're the next they're the way to take you there but then you've got to go there and then, and that's going that's that's going beyond consciousness really or you could call it if it's in its highest state the state described by dr king which is way beyond anything i've ever attained is a state where it's called cosmic consciousness, but it's moving beyond consciousness as we know it to another, taking it to another level.
1: Mm. So, you know, when people talk about raising consciousness, I mean, apart from you know what you've just described, which is almost like, you know, it's yeah, let's come down many notches. Right? <laughs> I, I'm, well, just, I mean, I'm sorry, I no, to, no, I uh, mean, you know, that's sort of like the, you know, you can see that's the experience of this extremely high state of consciousness yeah. even beyond, the, yeah. you know, the super-conscious state you described. But then, you know, when we talk about raising consciousness, I guess there is a question about why does it matter for our world in general, you know, what, what change would that um, sort of engender in the world, you know, if people were to be raising this, their, their sort of state of well, consciousness? Well, if we come back to, to, to service mm-hmm. as, as the be-all and end-all, there are many, many, many
0: ways to serve, mm-hmm. and they're all good but they 're not all as good as each other, <laughs> and you and i 've come across people who have found a most wonderful way to serve uh, yet and have opted for a, another way that suits them better they think yeah. you know is more interesting to them i see um, and therefore more motivating for them Wh- when you raise your consciousness, you move to recognizing and being able to adopt higher forms of service. So even within service, there are many, many levels. And, you know, so and the more, the higher your state of consciousness, the better you can serve. Let's mm. just mention one thing and let's go, let's not get near cosmic consciousness and so forth <laughs> for a moment. Let's just talk about intuition, sure. not even high intuition, but a good intuition, yeah. in an intuitive yeah. sense. You'll make better decisions, mm. And that those decisions will be made generally in the light of service uh, because that's what, they're, they're, that's what they will guide you to, your own mm. intuition. What is, you're in tune with your intuition when you're wanting to serve. And then if you have to make decisions applicable to service, there'll be better decisions. And so, therefore, you will serve others far more effectively because if you are a decision-maker... That makes a massive difference.
1: Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, that, that's a great starting point for you. you. Can see yeah. all the implications that that would have yeah. in our world. I mean, yeah. yeah, if you're motivated by and every every sort of like thought and therefore action that you're that, that, that you're expressing, is is a result of that sort of uh, one, um, desire to serve others and help other life, you know, through its through its evolution. Then there is no greed, there is mm-hmm. no war, there is no selfishness, there yeah. is no even interest in materialism, there is no Think all these things that plague our, our sort of society and our planet at the moment just sort of begin to, to fall away because that's not the world that we're any longer trying to create. Yeah, and, and I can, you know, give you a more basic example mm-hmm. even than that, you know, timing. Okay.
0: That's an ability you can gain, and I bet you there's people who watch our show who've experienced yes, this, yeah, yeah. that you could be somewhere and you just get a gut feeling either not to go there mm-hmm. or to go there later. Um, it actually happened to my wife uh, when she was um, actually cooking for Dr King, mm. and she was going shopping uh, in, in a particular shop, yeah. actually in Knightsbridge, Harrods, actually, to buy a particular thing, and she had a very strong prompting not to go, and it turned out there was a bomb. And, and this would be like against her task.
1: Yeah, she didn't go, wow. and there was
0: a bomb in Knightsbridge barracks at the time. And had she gone, she could have got caught up in that. Mm. And. You know, that's an example That's uh, of following just pure gut feeling yeah. which had no rationale. Sure. It was almost like this isn't what I'm meant to be doing, not going, but yeah. she did follow. But, you know, you can have people, and I've come across them, who've saved lives, who've uh, been able to say goodbye to their one of their parents by just purely following a gut feeling who've... Picked a moment to go somewhere and that's the moment when they were able to really do something. And it's not prompted by reason. Because the thing about logic, which I'm a massive fan of, by the way, some, some mystics wrongly dispose of logic. I think, you know, talking about fakes, which we weren't, you can actually use logic very quickly to discern fakes or unreliable people. Because some of them won't even try to tell you how they know things. Mm -hmm. They're just making it up. Um, and, And if they don't know and they can't explain how they're getting the knowledge and the information that they're delivering at all then I wouldn't rely on it. Mm -hmm. If you deal with Dr. King, for example, he will tell you where it's coming from, how he went about being able to receive it, and whether you can believe it or not, but you understand... There's an explanation. Mm. It's things like that. That's that's an aside. Mm. But even with a good logic, though, it can only deal on its own with information that's accessible to it, mm-hmm. information it has been given. And so often you haven't been given accurate information or all the information, sure, where a yeah. developed intuition or even psychic power. You know, you might start to th- know things or pick up things, maybe not know them, but feel them, about a person or a situation that can be extremely helpful to you in your service to others it'll yes. work much much better in service to others you can try it in your own life mm-hmm. as well and it's not wrong to do that but it doesn't work so well and if you then if you go the next and you try to use it for a profit motive and etc sure. you know then it's, it isn't don't do it but uh, and it won't work so well but it might work for a, a while but it'll backfire in some way on mm. you, if you if you try to do that but using it in that way you can then draw on information that isn't accessible. To your logic, but put the two together, and you've got wisdom. You know, there's this wonderful, wonderful thing that uh, Dr. King said about truth. Oh yeah. He said it's a paradox of truth. So the logic can't, basic logic can't cope with paradox. (laughs) Um, Advanced logic can. That's not him. That's me saying that. But what he said was you, you'll have um, these two poles. If it's an important truth, there'll be two poles. They'll where they intersect, that's where truth lies.
1: What, what is he, um, I've, I've heard that before, and I just, I just always wonder, what does it really mean about this, this intersection? Well, I'll give it? you an example. Yeah.
0: And I think it's maybe one I've used before, so forgive me if it mm-hmm. is. But if you say, I, Richard Lawrence, I am a person who's made many mistakes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who's been flawed in certain respects, and who has a lot to learn, that would be true. Mm -hmm. And if I said, I am divine, I am unlimited, I am all there is, that would be true as well. Mm -hmm. And where those two meet, you have the complete truth.
1: I see, I see, yeah.
0: The paradox there.
1: The, um, you know, I think, you know, everything you say, it's kind of like... um, so it's true then that raising our consciousness, you know, we're activating our higher chakras, we're experiencing... Yeah, more so the these... activate, I
0: should have... Driven, yeah. yeah, the activation of the higher chakras is the mechanism. And I came back to... You know, come back to this, so like the other world religions don't tell you how to do certain yes, things. Yeah. We do, and we tell you how you can activate in a life of service, mm-hmm. in a life in the world, the higher chakras, even while being busy. Now, you can't enter certain states while you're busy working and doing certain types of things. It wouldn't even be safe if you did, and, you, and it wouldn't work either. But you can raise your consciousness while serving, yeah. and many, many people do. Uh, even, you know, certainly when you're praying, that happens sure. a lot, but even if you're doing something much more nitty gritty, mm-hmm. uh, you might be doing accounts because they have to be done for a good cause, not for yourself, but for some cause. And if the greater the cause, the more potent the service and the greater the rise of consciousness. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a, a really good um, sort of like guideline or principle to take away, isn't it? That yeah. the, high, the, the higher the form of service that we can engage ourselves in, the more that we raise our consciousness. And we should. And yeah. so somebody
0: might say, "Well, I did this and I did that," and and they did. But they, what could you, could we have done? What could I have done? Mm-hmm. Have we given ourselves not to the thing we want, not to the cause we like? Not to something that just is something that relates to me because I've experienced this, this and this. Mm. But because I know within me, I believe, if you like, let's start with belief, which is a link with reality. Mm -hmm. uh, That's the greatest way I can serve. The good news is that if it is the greatest way you can serve and you do it, even if it's not what you wanted to do at first, it will become exactly what you want to do because you become closer and closer to your higher self and you, the higher self, always wanted it from the beginning.
1: Hmm. Thank you. Leave it there.